Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. My name is Becky Olson, and I'm a four-time, 21-year breast cancer survivor. I'm also a professional speaker, and I'm the published author of The Hat That Saved My Life. Sharon's actually not on the show with me today because she had to go back to New York again. I know she's been very public about this, but her daughter is battling cancer. She's 33 years old, and um, she's going to be having surgery pretty soon, so Sharon went back to be support to her daughter, which seems to be the story of our lives at times. But I wanted to, before we introduce our guest today, and I cannot wait to hear more about her story, I wanted to share a little, um, hopefully, inspirational message with you. And that is, you know, our lives can change in an instant. I was diagnosed in September for the fourth time. And, you know, I thought I was fine. I had a routine PET scan. And boom, there was suddenly bad news. You know, I got a phone call. And the news was not good. But, you know, how often do we wait for life to be perfect before we step up and do something we always wanted to do? You know, we we say, well, I'm not ready to do that yet. Someday we'll go here, whatever. But right about the time you finally decide that's what you want to do, you get hit with a curveball. And that was kind of my last curveball. You know, and on a similar note, and I guess this is just so much on my mind right now, Uh, This last week, my wonderful 97-year-old stepdad had a stroke, and it just kind of came out of nowhere. He's always been the shining example of health. He eats right. He exercises. And by the way, he actually is a rocket scientist. (laughs) He worked for Boeing building rockets for a long time. And now he's in the hospital, but the one thing that keeps him going is his love of his dog, Penny. And he needs to get well so he can get home to be with her. And, you know, my husband and I were talking about that. Love inspires so much. And my husband actually wrote a wonderful blog about taking care of ourselves as a tribute to those that we love and also to those who love us. You know, it's true that illness can strike anyone at any any time, but if we let ourselves go, the chances increase that our lives may be shortened and we hurt those who matter most. For many, if not most Americans, myself included, um, we need to eat less and move more. And I was so inspired by his words in his blog that we're both committed to doing just that out of love for each other and our family. And on a final note, um, I did have my follow-up scan yesterday where, you know, I had radiation and I've been on this very expensive drug to try to make the cancer, at least control it. And just as I said in my opening comments, sometimes things can go bad quickly with one phone call like it did in September, but sometimes things can go good quickly like it did yesterday. On my phone call, my doctor called me late yesterday, said he got the results of the PET scan back, and he says, I don't know how you did it, kiddo, but you did it again. There is no evidence of metastatic breast cancer anywhere in my body. And um, you know what? I, I, I don't take any of the credit for that. I had a good medical team, but I also had a really good God who listened to the prayers of, I don't know how many people in this country have been praying for me, but I'm so thankful to each and every one of you who did. And I feel very blessed and very relieved this morning. Uh, We're going to start planning some more trips in our near future and very excited. So, you know, no matter how troublesome things get in life, just understand that as troublesome as it may be right now at this moment, 
the next phone call you get could be the one that turns things around. So never lose hope ever, ever, ever. So on that note, I want to introduce our fabulous guest today. And Kate, one thing I always ask my guests ahead of time is how to pronounce your the last name in case it's a little tricky. So I'm going to try. I think it's Kate. Is it Michaels? It, it, it looks is. a little Michaels. Okay, it looks a little different because it's spelled different than what I expect. But Kate faced seven years of intensive healing stemming from a misdiagnosis of all things, which did end up in being cancer. Kate's also a radio show host, a transformational trainer. Can't wait to hear what that's about. And she's the best-selling author, internationally recognized neuro-linguistic practitioner. Man, these are words that are like, I, I needed you to dumb this down for me a little bit. And she's also a coach of coaches. She spreads the message that miracles happen every day. And Kate has shared the stage with um, and been included in books with Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, Les Brown, Stephen Covey, and many others who have been inspired to encourage others. And I just... Um, Kate, I'm so delighted to have you on our show today. I think, given my news yesterday, this couldn't be a better topic. So, welcome to our show. Thank you. And as I say, miracles happen every day. (laughs) And I'm going to ask you to share some of those with us in, in a few moments. But why don't you just start by introducing yourself to the audience. Tell us a little bit about yourself, about this misdiagnosis that's crazy. And, you know, how all that happened. Why don't you just take a few minutes and do that. Okay, and as I, I love when I get to hear my bio and other people read my introduction, I get to hear about myself. I'm like, wow, that's me. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> so it's pretty awesome, too. Doing that wonderful introduction. You're welcome. Uh, as, as we're here talking about miracles happening every day and that, as you shared, there's those phone calls, things can go bad very quickly, things can go good very quickly. And there's also the long, drawn-out process in between, yeah. which is what I'm sure most of the guests are familiar with that are tuning into the show. There's those instantaneous moments, and then there's life. And that's yeah. basically what I spend most of my time talking about as a motivational speaker and a transformational trainer, is that we're going through life, and... With life, we have events that are continually happening. We then have these events that turn into unexpected incidences and unpredictable accidents. Mm. And with those events, incidents, and accidents, we are creating healing thoughts and beliefs and choosing which actions we're going to take. And basically, that's what my message is all about, is what choices do we want to make for ourselves as we are experiencing events, facing incidences, and dealing with the accidents that we have yeah. no control over. Yeah, that's, that's, I can't wait to get into that. I, I want to hear about a little bit about how did you get misdiagnosed? Would you, can you share that, please? Yes, I, I led a retreat in New Mexico, and while I was leading the retreat, I became very sick. I came home and went to the doctors, and they diagnosed me with having walking pneumonia. After treating me with antibiotics for about three weeks, and there was no turnaround at all, they decided to look deeper into my history. My father had died of lung cancer, and so they immediately said, well, maybe this is lung cancer, so they did the scan, 
and there was no lung cancer. They then, I continued to get sicker and sicker, so six weeks into being very, very sick, they did a lower abdominal scan, and they diagnosed me with with diverticulitis, which is a condition that my grandmother died from at 63 years old. So as soon as they said, well, it looks like it might be diverticulitis, I just accepted that. (laughs) I accepted this diagnosis. Well, sure, why wouldn't you? I mean... God, why wouldn't I? Yeah, family history, medical team, you know. I mean, yeah, I could see how that could happen. So I began to treat it with with the medications that they recommended, with changing my diet, and I... So for five years, I went gluten-free, dairy-free, very restrictive on popcorn chips, all of the things that with the diverticulitis condition, they recommend that you do. And I didn't get better. (laughs) I continued to have continual flare-ups, continual infections. My autoimmune system decreased and became very fatigued. I was in constant inflammation throughout my entire body. My husband and I went to all organic eating. We then grew our own organic garden because my first year of eating organic, our food bill was $8,000. And we we can't eat that. We can't spend this kind of money to live. (laughs) Although we will, right? Yeah, we do what we have to do, right? (laughs) And as a motivational speaker and a transformational trainer, it's not difficult to not be well, to not be healthy, to not be happy, to not be strong. Yeah, true. So I've faced the depression that comes along with those kind of illnesses and that kind of debilitating focus. My focus was on my health. That was the only thing I could really focus on. My Mm. business did continue to grow, which, as you mentioned, God and prayers, I am continually grateful. I spent my life in a natural attitude of gratitude because my ability to support others increased as I cared more for myself, my compassion, my understanding, my acceptance, my awareness, all of those principles expanded for me and they expanded for others as well. So, in spring of 2015, I noticed a spot on my leg and coming from massage therapy, I have a massage therapy background and one of the things that they train you in is to notice and to recognize skin cancer. As soon as I saw it, I knew what it was and I began treating it with everything I could possibly think of, uh, vitamin E oil. (laughs) Right, right. it let so, me go into the state of denial, like most people do <laughs> when they know what they know. I went into a state of denial. Yeah. Um, you know what? We're, we're actually going to take a break right now. Um, hold on to your thoughts. We're going to come back in a minute, so stay tuned. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When a woman is diagnosed with cancer, she faces unique challenges. No one understands this better than the experts at Compass Oncology. Our women's cancer program includes a team of specialists in breast and gynecologic cancers, genetic testing, and the ongoing care of women with high risk factors. From targeted therapies and clinical trials to needed emotional support, Compass is a leader in treating women's cancer. Find out more at compassoncology.com. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Do you find yourself caring for people in multiple generations? Are you exhausted, stressed, and overwhelmed? Instead of spending hours searching for resources and information, Dr. Merrill and her guests will provide you with practical, everyday information and solutions to help make your life easier. Tune into Caught Between Generations, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. We've been talking with our guest, Kate Michaels. And Kate was just telling us about after all of this misdiagnosis and battling all this stuff in spring of 2016, Kate, you found a spot on your leg. You decided to treat it with with creams and herbs and whatnot, kind of in denial, and we did have to go out to break. So why don't you kind of pick up that story right from there and yeah, tell was, us what happened. It was spring of, it was spring of 2015, oh, 15, and okay. so it was back more than a year, more than a year and a half ago. And I basically, until August, I denied what I knew to any. I didn't tell anybody about it. I didn't go to the doctors or anything. And then in August, I finally... My husband knew that something was really wrong because he watched me become even more withdrawn and more depressed oh, during my. that summer as I knew that I was dealing with cancer and I really didn't want to do the cancer thing. I didn't want to play the cancer game. I didn't want yeah. to go down that cancer journey. As since it's a cancer show, many people understand what that really means. The whole big I'm sure they word, do. Right? Yeah. Exactly. I tell him and he said you need to go to the doctors so I went to the doctors I was this was Monday I went to the doctors on Thursday morning and we had no insurance and I was basically Mm. just going to pay for any treatment that came up and I went and saw a dermatologist and she took one look at my leg she took one look at my face and she said do you have insurance? And I said, no, I'm just going to pay for the treatment. I'm just going to pay for the diagnosis. And she said, I'm not going to touch you. <laughs> wow. You need to get insurance. You need to get insurance. She okay. recognized right away that we were dealing with something serious that needed to be uh-huh. treated. She knew right away that it was cancer, the same way that I knew that it was cancer. And she knew that wow. I was going to need insurance. Wow. And... So I call, I called my, I'm sitting there and she goes, I'll be right back. So she went out to get me some referrals. I called my husband from the doctor's office and he said, tell her we have insurance and I will get insurance. So I, she came back and I said, my husband says we have insurance. And she said, okay, here's a referral. That was Thursday at 9.30, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I got a call back from the person she referred me to, and they saw me the very next day. When you're dealing with doctors who respond that quickly, you know that it's time to take something seriously. And that's basically the standpoint that I take now with cancer, is that it's a really great way for us to com- for our body to communicate with us, yeah, connect with more yeah. information, to gather more clarity. Because I so all of this time, let me let me just ask you real quick. All of this time that you were kind of going through all of this, you so the diverticulitis that you were diagnosed with didn't turn out to be diverticulitis, or was it? It it did not turn out to be diverticulitis. It okay. turned out to be precancerous conditions in my gut. And oh, my gosh. So the, the specialist that I was referred to the very next day got, within three weeks, I had every single test that you could possibly take because the type of cancer that I was dealing with was, is called e-facing cancer, which is not skin cancer that's caused from the sun. It's skin cancer that is caused from 
some type of cancer in your body working through oh. the epidermal levels and then showing up on the outside. Oh, my gosh. That must have been frightening. scary cancer. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I wouldn't. So, I mean, we all, we all hear of melanoma as skin cancer. Is it, is it kind of the same type of thing as, as melanoma or is it completely, I mean, I've just never heard of what you're telling me. So this is new information. And if it's new for me and I've been around cancer forever, it's probably new for a lot of our listeners too. Well, so mel- how, how melanoma is, how is, this is effacing type of cancer. There's, okay. there's the sun cancer, the skin cancer that's caused sure. from the outside. And then mm-hmm. melanoma is cancer that's coming from within working out. And that's the reason okay. that it's taken so seriously. Yeah, and sometimes on melanoma, it's just a little dot. That's all we see, but it is that, that figuratively speaking, that tip of the iceberg. You're just seeing the little bit. When you cut into it, it can just, like, it spreads out like a little pyramid underneath your skin. At least it can. Right. So, it's just, yeah. And there were veins from the little spot that I had. There was veins protruding. That's the reason that the doctor knew that there was something obviously serious because all I had was going on for six years. <laughs> yeah. By that point, and this is the thing that all of the doctors said is, you know, most people do not have symptoms with cancer until it gets to the place where they start losing weight, when it shows up. And this is why yeah. cancer is taken so seriously. It's because, well, you know, we're lucky when we find it without any signs. When there are signs, it's time to give it all the attention it's oh, yeah. asking for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you know the the goal, one of the main goals, I guess, of uh, you know when they talk about early detection in breast cancer and you know going in for your skin checks and having moles checked is you want to catch it early, and catching it early generally happens. Because there are no signs, it's just something, you know. Like my in September when I was diagnosed for the fourth time, I'd been I'd been clear for eight years. My all my scans were clear for eight years, and I was just going in for a routine scan, and there it was, a little hot spot behind my breastbone near my chest wall. No signs, no symptoms, no nothing. But because it was small, we were able to radiate it, and now it's gone. So, but once symptoms start to show, it's like waiting until you feel a lump. That makes me, so, makes me so crazy when people say, well, I don't need a mammogram. I don't have any lumps. Yeah, we don't want you to have lumps. That's why you're going for a mammogram because you want to catch it before the lumps form. But um, but I'm just, I'm so appreciative and, and thankful to your doctor for looking at that spot and going, uh, you need to get insurance because this, this is serious. So good for you for, for making that decision to go to the doctor and get that and that handled. You had a, a great medical team. I had mm-hmm. such a phenomenal medical team mm-hmm. that worked so um, compassionate with me mm-hmm. and so eager. They were very eager. <laughs> they were interested. Yeah. Yeah. They were curious. They were like, oh, I'm so curious about this. What else might it be? <laughs> what else might it be? What else might yeah. it be? And yeah. Well, I'm so glad they did. That's awesome. Well, listen, I'm going to, I want to switch gears with you just a little bit because um, I don't want to run out of time before we get to talk about something really exciting. And that is you are the creator, is that right? Of emotional wisdom training. What is that? Yes. That's, that's kind of what drew me to training. you in the first place. <laughs> I just, you emotional know, wisdom training is actually 
what I was talking about before, how we're going through life and there are events, incidents, and accidents occurring. And as soon as those occur, we have a feeling. That feeling sends a message up to our brain. Our brain then looks at our thoughts and chooses a file to open. And that file is loaded with beliefs that give our body the actions to take. So like what? Give me an example. Give me an example of that because I'm not following that yet. So can you just give an, just okay. kind of a visual of what so that get, might look like? So you get, you get a phone call and the phone call says, we found, we found a spot. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you get that phone call and you hear, we found a spot, you have that feeling and that feeling mm-hmm. in your body sends surges up to your brain to tell your, so your brain can decide what are you going to do now? What action okay. are you going to take? What, so the thoughts get stirred up. Like, oh no, here we go again. And it looks for a file to open that, is, that you have been gathering evidence to support. Right? Now, the right. more conscious we are, which is what emotionalism training is all about, is we think more than just react, which trains us to respond more wisely. So instead of going into panic, you've been doing this for eight years. You have all these guests that come on your show. You have a big file, a really big file with lots of information to choose how you're going to respond more wisely versus the first person who has, who's there eight years ago, right? They don't have a big file mm-hmm. around taking care of themselves, around the treatment for cancer, which is the one thing I believe. I'm so committed to is people gathering more information because the more information we gather, the more resourceful our choices are. The more able we are to respond more wisely versus just reacting emotionally. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. So when you got your phone call in September, you responded more wisely than you would have responded eight years ago when you got that first phone call. That's true. It's like my cabinet's full of stuff. Emotions yeah. Versus a surge of information to respond and re- react from. Yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. And, you know, yesterday a, a very sweet friend of mine, and I just love her to pieces, asked me a really interesting question. She said, Becky, how is it that after four times of getting a, a diagnosis of cancer that you're able to stay so positive? And I reminded her <clears throat> that I have my moments, <laughs> and they're not all positive. But, but you're right. I mean, I've I've got so much more information now, and you know, I was able to react differently. And part of that reaction is just asking myself, well, what is it I'm supposed to learn from it this time? And I, cause I always figure yes. that if something <laughs> bad happens, or I'm, I'm it's I'm meant to learn something from it. It's it's not that it was done to me, but it was kind of more like maybe done for me. I I don't know, but. But that's kind of how I look at these things. Life is happening around us. Life is not happening to us. Life's not really happening for us. Life is happening around us. That's a good way to look at it. And we are either reacting to it or we are responding to it. And the more emotionally grounded we are, the more capable we have of choosing our response versus emotionally acting out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I think, you know, like when you're a newbie, the newbies. 
time that we talked about with my health condition. I, mm-hmm. I have been a neuro-linguistic programming coach and a transformational trainer since 2003. And then when I was, when I became very sick, I was already doing the speaking and the training as a neuro-linguistic programmer. So I had a good, solid background to enter into my condition with, my illness with. And emotionalism training was actually created during that time because people kept asking me the same thing. How can you respond so positively? How can can nobody know how sick you really are? Because nobody knew that I was really sick. My, even mm-hmm. my son-in-law, <laughs> he saw the way I ate and he actually thought I was eating the way I was eating to lose weight and was a little bit wondering why I hadn't lost more weight. <laughs> like, how yeah. are going to be on this diet? <laughs> that was funny. That I was sick because I yeah. was responding wisely. I was positive. I was making resourceful choices for myself, and I was training other people to do the same thing, emotional wisdom training. Okay. I like that. So this is something then you created during your your journey, correct? I mean, is that what I just heard you say, that you actually yes. kind of came up with the concept during it? So, and what, I mean, it sounds like it made a huge difference in in the way you you handled everything and this is just such a really cool concept i really i really like it so let's talk about how emotional wisdom training you know you talk about it a, kind of being all sort of encompassing what does it mean to align your body your mind and the and the spirit you know we hear about all these things have to come together does emotional wisdom training help that happen and why is that important Emotionalism training came from the expansion of my program called Core Alignment Coaching. Core alignment is aligning our body with our mind and with our heart. And especially as you're dealing with any type of health condition, right? The first Mm -hmm. thing that you're dealing with is your body. Right. And then then you have these thoughts that I was talking about. The body Mm -hmm. feels something, the thoughts. The brain then thinks something, and our heart has that intuitive knowing. It has been gathering information for us from the time we were conceived in our mother's womb until now that is truly all supportive. There's no Mm. judgment. There's no comparison when we're coming from our heart place, from our intuitive, intuitional God space, (laughs) spiritual. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So I when can see that. you're facing the obstacles, the events, the incidents and accidents of life, when you come from that solid grounded place with your body and a fluid flowing place with your mind and it's attached and communicating with your heart and your intuition, you're able to move through the events, incidents, and accidents more gracefully, more resourcefully, as you and I have both mentioned, more positively, mm-hmm. because we are recognizing that life <laughs> is going on around us, and we're learning and growing from it, and we're experiencing it, instead of resisting the life, 
resisting the events, the incidents, and accidents, as I said, you know, going into denial, <laughs> we're able to choose and respond to all. You know, I I love what you're saying. Up. I really love what you're saying because, you know. We all experience, you know, different emotions as we go through something like this. And so you're kind of saying that there is a process that we can learn that will help us make better, I don't know if choices is the right word, but but just handle life better um, and understanding that because something bad happens, it's not because we're a bad person and we deserved it. It's just something it's just it's just a thing that happened and and things happen to all of us i mean we all the way i kind of look at it is we all survive something you know whether you know some people go through horrible divorces or you know they go through abuse and they you know there's just a lot of things that we suffer through sometimes but it's all you know part of life and we learn how to cope in some of these tools and techniques that you're talking about where we connect the body and then the mind, and then the heart or spirit, as we say, um, you get it all connected, and and you start to realize this. You know, when people say, "Well, how come this happened to me?" Well, it didn't. Maybe didn't happen to you, you know. And so I don't know. It's it's very kind of metaphysical, I guess, in a way to think about it. But I think that the the points you're making are are very strong and wonderful. So didn't mean to interrupt your thought process there. And if I did, I apologize. Um, but it just oh. is really hitting me what you're saying. I, I love what you're saying. So what what would you say, say was maybe the greatest thing that you learned from your healing journey as you were kind of going through all of this stuff and having to come to terms with your new diagnosis of cancer that you really didn't want to have? Um, so how did, how did, you, well, how did I, this I help said, you? As I shared before, my program that I had created was called Core Alignment Coaching, which was mm-hmm. already coming from aligning the body with the mind with the heart. Mm-hmm. And then when I became ill, <laughs> I recognized how I had really spent mo- most of my life disassociated, disconnected, and not giving my body very much attention at all. Mm, okay. And our body is the machine, the mechanism. It, it helps us. The heart is in the body. The gut is in the body. The mind is in the body. <laughs> yeah. Our, our body is pretty important. As important as our heart and our mind is. Right, right. And that was a big awakening for me. <laughs> yeah. So are and you still doing the core alignment work or have you kind of transitioned I do, yes. to? I have, core, I have core alignment specialists that I train. To and, and part of the training that they go through is emotional wisdom training so that they can okay. support other people who are experiencing events in their uh, life or incidents okay. or accidents, illnesses, divorces, separations, uh, okay. childhood issues that show up over and over and over again and yeah. does. Yeah, so so co- the the emotional wisdom training is really part of your core alignment coaching program. I mean, it's all, it's all connected. Everything, like you said, everything's connected, right? <laughs> so It's so, all connected. Yeah. So let me ask you before we go out to break, because we'll probably go out to break in about two or three minutes here, but would you share with me, what are some of the greatest challenges you face in doing your work? You know, not, not everything is easy in life. So what are some of the greatest challenges that you have when you're actually doing your training or your teaching or your speaking or whatever? 
Well, one of the things I shared earlier in the conversation is that when you are a motivational speaker or an inspirational writer or a transformational trainer, you're supposed to feel good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I do understand that. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yes. This inside of you, our internal concept is that people are looking to us Mm-hmm. And one of the trans- transitions that I went through is they're not looking to me. Mm-hmm. They're, in a sense, looking around <laughs> and looking for, as we talked yeah. about before. And so yeah. they're actually gathering their information from my responses, the same way that I'm responding more widely and gathering more information. Mm-hmm. And so I began to share more openly. As I said, my son-in-law didn't even know I was sick. Yet, even wow. though he lives very close to us and saw me almost two or three times a week. And then I and then we when I entered into the cancer journey, and because I said I didn't want to play that game, I I went wait a second. This is a big game. There's many people throughout the world. And cancer is a big word because it covers a really big ground. It you know, does. So and it affects many, a lot of people. So many conditions that yeah. come with cancer. And yep. one of the things that Evex is they expl- expand their exploration of cancer. They're realizing how much of it is actually caused from an infection, which is what happened with me. I had a chronic infection that had not been treated for more than six years, so I was in a precancerous state in my stomach with cancer. And wow. you know, it's like, oh, well, isn't this good information? This yeah, is no good kidding. For people to begin to hear and know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? On that note, we're going to go out to break. So we're going we're to stay tuned and, and let's pick this up on the other side because we have one segment left and I want to hear about some of the miracles too. So we'll pick this conversation up right from here. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When a woman is diagnosed with cancer, she faces unique challenges. No one understands this better than the experts at Compass Oncology. Our women's cancer program includes a team of specialists in breast and gynecologic cancers, genetic testing, and the ongoing care of women with high risk factors. From targeted therapies and clinical trials to needed emotional support, Compass is a leader in treating women's cancer. Find out more at compassoncology.com. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card. 
that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about emotional wisdom training and core alignment coaching with our guest, Kate Michaels. And Kate, I know when we went out to break, you were talking about the greatest challenges that you face in doing your work. But I I have another question that's kind of on the opposite side of that. What are the greatest blessings in it? Oh, that's an easy answer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I I am supporting people in living truly from their core, living truly in themselves. And I have five steps that I talk about, knowing what they want, asking for it, showing up, keeping their word especially to themselves, and living from that natural attitude of gratitude. Because as we do these other five steps, miracles tend to happen on a regular basis. And I'm going to ask you to repeat those five. For more than 15 years, I have stories and stories of miracles. I bet you do. But before we get into those, would you repeat those five? Because I want to write them down. So the first one was know what you want, right? The first one is to know what you want. Really know what you want. Okay. Beyond what you were first wanting, right? It's like, you want something, I, I want to be cancer-free. What do you want to be cancer-free for? So I can live truly vibraciously, right? Know what you, right. Is, what you really want. Okay. Second, ask for it. <laughs> okay. Right? Ask for what you want and ask yourself for it. Ask everyone you can think of. Ask the universe. Ask God on a regular basis. The okay. third step is to show up. And people often think that means be on time. What I mean by show up is show yourself, show who you are, show up in the world, show up in your life so that people get to see you and know you and feel you, the real you. And then okay. keep your word. And by this, as a neuro-linguistic practitioner, what I mean is to know your words, the values that truly are who you are, that okay. come more and more to life as you know what you want and ask for it and show up more and more. So keep your word. The fifth is also along with the first, second, third, and fourth, which is to have a natural attitude of gratitude, which means to be grateful even as we face incidents and accidents, even as we face cancer, even as we face Tornadoes and hurricanes and floods and fires, you know, naturally grateful for who we are and for what we have and for what more we are to receive. That's wonderful. And I know when you're going right through the middle of something difficult, it's so easy to focus on what you're losing in the process. But coming out on the other side of it, there are still things that you have. And 
so yeah, and it's not easy to do, but I have a feeling that some of your training, you know, you talk to people about how how to have that attitude of gratitude and you know we hear that a lot but it's it's still how do you do that and um if you have one little tip you could share with us before we go into hearing about miracles i'd be open to that i'm sure our listeners would as well Well, the the tip that i the the tip or the tool or as i call it the practice Mm -hmm. that really supports people in being grateful is a simple grounding and reality check. And this is not what do you think or what do you feel or anything else. It's stopping and breathing and looking right in front of you and seeing what is there. So like if you're driving in your car or you're sitting in a parking lot, right in front of you would be your steering wheel. That's how concrete I mean. What is right in front of you. And as soon as you do that, you are aware of the fact that you're alive, that life is going on around you, and that there's a solid thing for you to hold on to. That makes so much sense. It really does, because when you're looking at what's right in front of you, it is getting you kind of, it's kind of the idea of getting yourself out of your head and That's back right. into reality. Exactly when I was going through <laughs> when I was going through cancer the first time that was 21 years ago, I was con- it was stage 3 and they gave me a 60% chance to live past 5 years. Well, you know, here I still am, right? But one of the things that people said to me, I did take time off from work because my job was making me crazy anyway, but I had gone back to school and a lot of people said, "Well, why don't you, you know, take some time off from school? I'm sure they won't mind and then you can stay home and take care of yourself." Well, to me, that meant stay home, lay on my couch, and dwell on my circumstances. And by instead staying in school and working on my um, all the essays I was working on because I was challenging some classes, that kept my kept me out of the cancer head game and into what was right in front of me and and appreciating that my brain still worked and I could sometimes it worked. <laughs> to have chemo brain from time to time. But it kept me focused on something way bigger than me at the moment. And so I, I think that's what I'm hearing you say. And and I think that's really, really powerful to to do that because it's so easy to get sucked into our own little world and our own little brain. And we're just like focused on everything negative in our lives at the moment. And you're saying, get out of that and look at look around. And so, okay, thank you I'm for that. Look right in front of you, not around, because the oh, more around yes. we look, the more expanded we are. So right in front of you and find something solid and really look at it. Look at the color of it. Look at the spot on it. Look at the flaws of it. Just really mm-hmm. look at it. <laughs> cool. And then, as yeah. you said, you'll get out of your head, out of our thoughts, and into the fact that we are, are a body. And yeah. We are solid, and we're in a physical realm. Love that. Love that. Well, thank you for letting me kind of, I, I know we digressed just a little bit, but I think it was important conversation. So so now I want to talk about miracles. I want, well, actually, I want you to talk about miracles. So what happened that made you believe in miracles? I love these stories. Well, actually, it's a part of my core. I have been believing in miracles since I was born. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. As I say, everyone that's born is a miracle. Our our birth, the whole entire birth process, us as human beings, we're just incredible miracles. And I spent 
the first 35 of my 35 years of my life really knowing that miracles happen every day living from that place committed to saving lives and then I had what I call a breakdown and I left that miracle belief I went away mm-hmm. from it I didn't want to think about it like okay I don't want to I don't want to believe in miracles anymore is where I went mm-hmm. to because I had what a psychological breakdown, in a sense. I left all of the work I did with people as a psychologist and a counselor. I became an interior decorator, and I went after the money. (laughs) Wow, that's a big change. (laughs) And so I spent spent six years away from being truly who I am in in a position of service and commitment to people living the best life they could and living from their core beliefs. Mm-hmm. and then I had an automobile accident, again, in the body, right? A physical condition, an accident that occurred, and I was treated with cranial sacral therapy that actually moved everything in my body, got me breathing again, and as soon as I started to breathe again and be who I really was, the whole miracle concept showed up for me again. Oh, I'm and so glad. Like, I believe in miracles. I don't want to live from a place of being held down from an automobile accident and thinking I'm going to live in this pain for the rest of my life and have to take this medication. I'm going to believe mm-hmm. in miracles, and I'm going to do what it takes to be healthy and whole and healed and walking strong again. And uh. that's when I got back into massage therapy and learned neuro-linguistic programming, and went back into coaching with people, and left interior decorating behind, and real estate behind. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, but I, you know, I'm so glad you that you made that, that choice, and, you know, to me, miracles mean hope, and, you know, if I, if I were to give up the concept of believing in miracles, I, I think my hope would kind of wane with that, and I, to me, they're kind of you know, they're sort of one and the same. And I, you know, so yeah, I, I believe in I believe in it a lot. And I've had many of them in my life where things just shouldn't have gone the way they did, but they did, you know, for whatever crazy reason. So, so I do, I do believe that. And I'm glad that you kind of came back around to that, even though it took a car accident to make that happen, um, or an automobile well, accident. Well, and as we talked about before, what am I learning from this, right? Yeah. This, is a, yeah. this is an accident that occurred in my life. And what can I learn from this? And how can I grow from this? And how can I expand from this? And so the the car it would have been a car accident. It would have been something else. Yeah, (laughs) it had been a car accident. So this is truly who I am meant to be, and this is how I am meant to live my life. I took a side road for a temporary short amount of time, Mm -hmm. and learned and grew while I was doing that as well. So That's I all good. other people and really getting clear on what they want, on who they are, on what really matters to them. Because we're going to take these side roads. We're going to be distracted by the money or get into fame and think that that's really what we want when really what we want is to change people's lives or save people's lives. Yeah, exactly. Or make a difference in the world. Yeah, yeah. 
For sure. Well, listen, we only have a couple minutes left. So I want to ask you, you know, are you, so you're still doing your coaching and your training coaches to do the core alignment process, correct? And and, and then yeah. what's in your future? And, and we only have about a minute. So um, what's in my future yeah. right now is I have returned to school and I am going to be getting my doctorate and nice. a natural path working with quantum medicine and supporting more people and having more information around the body, mind, and spirit being one unit that works together. That's fabulous. And how can people reach you either to learn more about your program or even to hire you as a speaker? How can we, how can we find you? Well, you can find me easily at katemichels, M-I-C-H-E-L-S.com. Or emotional wisdom training or core alignment coaching.com. Okay. So that's okay. core alignment coaching.com, emotional wisdom training.com, or katemichaels.com. And I have Excellent. many events coming up Create Don't Wait Summits and programs, normally we say programming coming up, The Heart of Coaching coming up. So do checked out what is there. Well, Kate, you are a busy, busy woman. And for all of that reason, I'm so thankful that you took time out of your schedule to come and join us today. I think this is going to be a very, very informational show. If if you have, if our listeners have friends that, that should hear this, there's two ways you can do that. You can either listen to it tonight at 10 p.m. Pacific, um, or you can go to our archives on voiceamerica.com probably where you're listening to it right now and just it'll be up um, available in about an hour on our on our host page so you can go back and listen to it on demand as many times as you want so Kate thank you so much before we go I want to let our listeners know we have a new app it's called breast friends app and you can go there and learn all kinds of information questions you can also join our community forum and you can post questions you can respond to questions it's available through Google Play or the app store on iPhone. And I, we're really excited. It's brand new. I mean, we just launched it this week. So be one of our, our charter members and go on there and sign up. And also you can um, go to our page, which is breastfriends.org. There's a big blue button at the top. Please consider making a donation to keep everything going. And we will be back next week. Until then, remember, there's always hope. And we're here to help you find it. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Sharon Hannafin and Becky Olson again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There is always hope, and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time.